Hello, and welcome to Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate, a show about buying and selling homes in Montana and the power realtors and power lenders that make that happen. We are your hosts, Colleen Wood. And I'm Alicia Retz. Each week, we will discuss the housing market, how to navigate it, and what questions you need to be asking yourself along the way. But that's not all. We will also dive into how to navigate the ins and outs of being leaders in business and how to build a robust and dynamic team within that business and navigating the world as a career-driven professional, all while raising a family. Join us as we share our highs and lows in real estate, business ownership, and motherhood. Good afternoon. Hey, girl. How are you doing today? I'm kind of like a little bit of a whirlwind. Kind of feel like I've walked out of a tornado. How about you? Totally the same. Things yeah. are absolutely crazy. I feel crazy, like crazy. can't keep up with emails, text messages, all of it. Mm-hmm. But this is a nice reprieve to just kind of have our therapy session. I love out. this for a therapy session. I think you and I both walk in with our kind of our hair on fire. It's like, oh my gosh, what is happening in your week? My week's crazy. But this is kind of therapy for us. And we get to talk about all the good things. And, you know, today we're going to talk about asking for more, asking for more opportunity as a woman. Sorry, guys, we can only speak as, as women because that's what we are. But this is going to apply for everybody. It can be hard to ask for more, ask for more than what maybe you think you deserve. Well, sometimes I think as women, we don't feel like we deserve it. Like we had to have one more accomplishment or one right. more major thing happen, another deal until you can get that next deal. Years in the industry, yes. maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is hard. It is really hard to go in and be like, no, I deserve this. And worst case, the answer is no. Like that's the worst case scenario. You get a no, but at least you tried. That is the worst case scenario. And I I feel like you got to get through a lot of no's in order to get a yes. And it's okay for somebody to tell you no. But I think as you're you're thinking, as you're preparing for any sort of request that's asking for something, that you're asking for somebody's grace or you're asking for somebody's acknowledgement, like the thought, the preparation of potentially getting that no actually hurts more, like causes more anxiety than the actual no. Right. And we were talking about when you make that tough phone call, you make that tough decision. Once you're past it, it's really not nearly as bad as you build it up in your head. You had a really cute, right. what do you call it? Eating the frog? Uh, eat the frogs. You eat the frogs first. You do you do the hard things first. And, you know, I always think, you know, the harder phone calls, the hard phone calls we got to make of the day or just the hard things that we don't want to do or anything like, you know, we all have stuff about our job that's like, ugh, you know, and if you don't eat those frogs first, the things you don't want to eat. Uh, quote unquote, you know, you just keep kicking them down the line and it just ruins your day thinking about all the things, you know, the crappy things you got to do. Right. But if you just get it done, you just get, they have and so much. first. Yeah. yeah light off your shoulders. A, I had a deal. I waited 24 hours until I told them it was terminated. I was sick oh, to my God, stomach. Don't I, do that. I know. And I know better <laughs> than that. I learned that lesson 12 years ago. I don't need to teach myself that lesson again. Right. And then as soon as I made the call, I was, it was hard. They were bummed, but Again, not nearly as hard as I'd built it up in my head. And you have to be the bearer of bad news often. Oh, I, as soon as I even have a sliver of bad news, I'd give it to him because I've had to in the past at the 11th hour and it's the worst thing. Had to tell somebody no. Yeah. Had to tell somebody no. And and it's a horrible situation. And it does, it's only happened, you know, once or twice in my career, but where something just completely fell apart about a deal and there was no fixing it. Right. And, you know, they had already packed their boxes. It's already in the moving truck. They've already given their, their notice on their rental. They, 
you know, they pulled their kids out of school, like all the worst things you could possibly happen, you know, preparing for a move. And then suddenly the answer is just no. Oh, so frustrating. That's the word. Oh, I've, it's only um, happened to me like, like one time. I feeling in my stomach. I know what you're uh, doing. Oh, it's awful. Yeah. Okay. Awful. So we're really talking about how to get more, even when, because we are overwhelmed, we're overworked, we're moms, right. it's exhausting to get dinner on the table and do it all, but still leaning in and asking for what you deserve. Yeah. All right. So what are some of your tricks? Well, first off, I really listen to my heart. When my heart starts telling me, I just want something else. I just want something else. I want to change or more. I think I can do that better. I want I want more. I want more things. Or I, want, I want more for myself or what's next. And I start to get a little bit of an aching that something needs to be different. And I've just learned to really pay attention to that. And I think a lot of people out there just squelch that and think, no, you're safe. You're safe here. Everything's yes. okay. You're great at your job. You keep getting great reviews, all that. And I'm just, that's just not me. I just like that stuff starts to happen. I'm like, nope, got to mix it up again. Right. Got to stomp on that gas pedal a little bit. But it can be really hard to push yourself for that opportunity or to ask for and not feel a guilty raise, about it. Maybe yeah. a title change. Uh, you know, my girlfriend, uh, you know, she's been working in this business for a long, long time. And, you know, damn it, she deserves a title change. And, you know, she spoke up for herself and she's like, no, I should be COO. I should be, I should be, have a bigger title. And like, it was a guy, but that, you know, but they said, no, that's not the title for you. And she's like, damn it, it is the title for me, you know, and she's going to continue to press on that and continue to get what she deserves because she her. does deserve it. Yeah. And sometimes you have to ask more than once, which is also really hard when you get that door slammed in your face the first time and go, well, it's over. No, you got to yeah, no. keep going through that door. <laughs> exactly. Keep, keep going, knocking. keep pushing. Mm -hmm. And we talked about, even though we hear no's, I still don't hear the no. no. I keep hearing the maybe. I hear like, oh, that wasn't a slap across the face. No, that was just probably not no. Right. But there's there's a good part of no's too, because, yes. you know, sometimes if you keep trying to stuff a square peg into a round hole and, you know, yeah, I have a lot of tenacity, but sometimes after I keep getting roadblocked, I start to listen to that too and think, yep. you know, maybe this isn't my path. Right. Maybe this isn't my path and I keep banging my head on the door and you need to just kind of slide down the wall a little bit and find out where the open door is. We won't go into the details, but yeah, you need to make a little change within your career right now. Not for you personally, but some things need to get moved around. Yeah. And you're hearing that. You're saying, you know what? Yeah. This situation is a no. Yeah. It's just that, you know, you have to, I mean, we were given a God-given gift, I feel like, especially as women. I know a lot of men out there have a lot of it too, but we have intuition. Yep. Intuition and it really is a gift. I always feel like it's the additional sense uh, that we've been given and just that feeling of, you know, as much as I want this, this just isn't right. Yep. It just Absolutely. isn't right. And and no matter how hard we try to stuff this round peg into a square hole, it's just not going to fit. Right. So, but there's another, that just means there's another opportunity. There's another open door. To push forward and make something mm -hmm. else happen from that. No. Yeah. Which is fantastic. I'll, I make cold calls a lot and so I'll call expired listings and I'll see like a $4 million expired listing. Yeah. And I wouldn't call on it for a long time. I'd yeah. Because like, you're like, it's too big. It's too big. It's too big for me. Yeah. Why? I'm like, oh, I don't <laughs> it's not too that. big. No. I just got a $4.7 million Yeah, you listing. did. Yeah. And I think it's going to sell. We have like five It's going to sell. It. It's going to sell in a second. But even for with all the experience I have and all the homes I've sold, I still find myself not leaning in, not mm -hmm. pushing forward and be like, no, I am capable of getting that listing and getting it sold. I mean, if you look at the track record, there's very few people that can do better than I can. Right. So if we're feeling that, we know everyone else is feeling it too. And it is hard to just ask for the business 
ask for the raise, ask for that promotion. And again, worst case scenario, it's a no, but keep pushing for it if it's something that you're really interested in. Right. And I think one of the reasons why people don't push into that is because they're worried about learning something new. As adults, you know, we haven't been to school in a long time. You know, we haven't had to try to learn something new and be in that awkward stage of just kind of floundering around and not knowing where to find the files or, you know, just starting fresh with either a new job or a new career and just a new company or a new software, anything like that. I found, you know, there's a loan operating system in my industry. And I found that there are are so many loan officers and other people in the industry that will literally not change companies because they have a different loan operating system. I've heard that too. It's just like, so it's like, girl, you can learn something new. You're going to be okay. Internet wasn't around (laughs) when I was growing up. We all figured it out. You figured it it out. out. You figured it out the last time. You figured it out every time they make a damn update. You know, you're going (laughs) to figure it out. So, you know, I think that that's a lot of people just cut their own throats. And just like what you were saying about that higher listing, it's like you just got to lean into it and be really comfortable with being uncomfortable. Right. I love that. Mm -hmm. So this is a stereotype, but why do you think so many women struggle in the first place to make that first step to lean in? Well, because women, it's it's really, this is a, this is a fact. Um, this is a fact. Women um, will not apply for a job unless they feel like they are 100% qualified. So if there's like a list of qualifications and there's 10 of them, if she doesn't feel like she checks all 10 boxes, she won't actually apply for the job. Whereas men are far more gutsier than women, you know, and numbers wise, they'll apply for it if they have two of the qualifications. I can't even imagine that. Right. You know, I would just think I'm not qualified. I'm like, well, she can do Excel and answer the phone. (laughs) Those two things she's got checked off. But the other eight things, you know, would would make me not be able to qualify for the job. Guys will jump in way sooner than we are. And it comes back from our upbringing, even with girls. So, you know, they're called bossy when they have leadership skills. (laughs) Bossy. Boys are encouraged to push the envelope, jump off things literally and figuratively. And so... With something that I think if we talk about and are aware of, we can start to make the changes to be like, oh, I can jump off that bridge too. Right. In the best way possible. Right. And that all starts, you know, how you talk about yourself. You just said a few minutes ago, you said, if you look at the numbers, I'm actually, you know, historically, I actually am, you know, very capable of doing this. But how about if you talk to yourself, like, what if the numbers really didn't say that? Maybe you were like brand new to a market and your numbers were shit because you're brand new. But like, if you talk to yourself, like, you know, if you look back on my history, I've survived 100% of the bad days. You know, I've survived 100% of the time that I pushed myself into something that was uncomfortable. I made it. So if we talk to ourselves like that, instead of talking to ourselves like, oh, you know, I've never done one so big before. You know, I can't, I can't do that deal. It's just too big. And it's just changing the way that we talk to not only ourselves, but our other, our girlfriends That's too. such a really, really great point. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that because another way, if you look about, if you look at it and if you are new starting out, You can say, oh, well, all these people ahead of me, they all started at some point too. They all started with zero transactions. No one starts with a transaction in their pocket. People earn every single one. Everybody starts at zero. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So really saying like, yeah, well, if these people have done it too, there's no reason that you can't figure it out. And if you have a good leader with you as well, they're going to help you step through that. So it's still worth it to make the calls, even if you haven't done a deal that big. Right. That's what I love about both sides of this industry is literally everybody starts from the same place. We all start at zero. There's no way to get any farther ahead than than that. I mean, we all start at zero. I mean, you align yourself definitely helps, but literally everybody closed zero on their first day. Yes. And so, I mean, I love how just how humbling and how, you know, centering that is that that's just where it's at. But, you know, there's a lot of times like when we need to make, make a major career change. I know I've made some major career changes. 
and changed companies yep. for lots of different reasons. How about you? Have you made oh, any yeah. changes so like that? I was, my parents owned restaurants going up and I was a server at Applebee's and Olive Garden <laughs> and Hooters for a day until my dad said that was disrespectful. And he, <laughs> 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 um, but I was a server forever. I loved it. I think for a job in college, it's a great way yeah. to learn different types of people and different skills and multitasking. I actually, I think it's one of the, another big reason I've been successful. But there was, we get treated bad, you know, once a week, not awful, but people will be rude to you. Right. There was this older man. He was really rude. Nothing worse than anything else I've ever dealt with. And right. usually doesn't bother me. I lost my mind on him. Oh. <laughs> I was like, how dare you talk to me that way? If I Good was not as strong as I am now, I'd probably go home and cry. And I want you to know that you do this to people on a regular basis. You make girls go home and cry. Yeah. Then I went to my manager and said, I think it's time for me to find something else. <laughs> yeah. But it was that moment where I should not be doing that job anymore. I got to right. a point where I just couldn't do it anymore. 12 years of serving all through high school and college and a little bit thereafter. It was too much. You know, I've heard that servers are some of the very best potential sales employees yes. ever. Like if you can go through, like if you're in college or if you're in high school and you can go through the slog of being a waitress or being a bartender or being, you know, any server like that in the food industry, that that is like some of the very best training yes, for life. I mean, I don't you know see, why. <laughs> you probably see 50 people a day if you have a really good restaurant. Right. You're different personalities. You need to react on a dime and keep everyone happy and work. It's it's a lot of work. It's hard work. It's, mm -hmm. and, and you're I, compensated for your efforts. Exactly. You're getting paid commission, which exactly. is my favorite way to make money. And yeah, actually the next day, it's inter interesting just how energy in the universe works. This guy came up to me who was a family friend. He has a flooring place in town and said, hey, I think you'd be great at sales. What do you think? Heck yeah. And so I started a week later selling flooring right after college and it taught me so much about sales techniques. And a lot of it was kind of cheesy for me. It was sure. a lot of, you know, scripts, but those scripts are really fantastic because they do get ingrained in your brain sure. and they do you make it your own once you get those down and once you have them. And it's just another way to learn to talk to people. Right. And I feel, you know, I have made some company changes and Every single time I've made a change, you know, I started out in a broker shop. I learned so much there. I learned so much there. I'm still so very grateful for my teacher and, and what I taught, I was taught there and how it was a safe space to learn. And then, you know, in my progression out of that shop and in through the companies that I've been through is that, you know, every single one of them served me very, very well. You and learned something you from learned every one so of them. much. And, you know, I'm grateful for every single place I've been. And then it just some point, there's just something that just clicks into your mind where you're like, I just need to grow. And do more. You need I to just need to do yourself. more. Yeah. And I can't do that here. Right. And as much as I'm so grateful for every ounce of, of knowledge that I've learned. And, you know, when I first came here, I was a fish out of water and just floundered around and felt horrible and uncomfortable. But now like I got this and I'm kind of bored and I just need to go do something to, to stretch my mind. But, you know, not everybody's like that. Not right. everybody feels that way. Where are you on that right now? Are you feeling because you have a great team now, you guys are kind of a well-oiled machine. Are yeah. you feeling that ache to do more or are you kind of content? Where, how are you at the moment? Oh, golly. That's a good question. I feel a, an urge to do 
more creative things. Like this podcast. Like this podcast. I feel an urge to create. I don't really love at this point being in the minutia of doing loans. I really, really like to to teach my team. I really like to see them be successful. I love to hear their conversations with each other and with clients because every ounce of that, you know, I taught them every ounce of that. So I love to teach. I love to do creative things. I love to meet and build relationships relationships with people. And that's so different than where I started from. I was very much like in the back room with no window kind of thing, just looking at bank statements. Do you think you're going to keep expanding? Would you go to other markets? Like, would you move to other parts of Montana? What do you, where's your brain on that? You're kind of rolling into the stuff that I'm, you know, kind of, I kind of like whirlwind today. You're like, oh man, more, can I do more? Well, yeah. I mean, I'm 37. And so that doesn't sound right, but I am 37 and I'm not done yet. Right. So other markets, yeah. Yeah. In fact, yeah, this is brand new. I, I guess I can announce this on here. I just bought an office or I'm in the process of, of purchasing an office in Butte, Montana. Um, <gasps> Yeah, oh my I just, gosh. just I've been that. wanting to invest in Butte. I think yeah. it's brilliant. I think it's the next game changer. They're yeah. downtown, their infrastructure. We're in uptown, uptown Butte. Yes, yeah, I think we're that's in uptown fantastic. Butte. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be the next go-to. Homes are still affordable. Right. I it, give it 10 years and it's going to be a completely different town. It's going to be a completely different town. And there's so much effort going on right now with the Butte restoration projects. And they're really building out and, you know, memorializing like a lot of the historical things, but also just allowing it to grow and becoming, you know, modern and swanky. And that uptown area is really becoming very popular, but it's still very affordable. So yeah, I bought I bought a 4,100 square foot commercial building. I don't need 4,100 square feet. I was going to say that's huge. It's huge. And... Um, my new build it and they will come. Yeah, my new Butte loan officer just started uh, yesterday, and she's amazing, and she's already on fire and doing all sorts of things. Congratulations! So, no wonder you're like yeah, no, it's kind of a crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a crazy week, but I mean, those are the things that kind of inspire me. So yeah, I mean, we're we'll have an in office or in town office in Butte, where you know we had been serving Butte before, but Butte's kind of real small town, and you know if you're not in Butte, you're not one of the Butte people, they don't really want to work with you because you're not local. They want to work with Butte people. Yeah, and they're old school Montana yeah. still. They want to work with the locals. It's also a really easy, beautiful drive there from here. It's an hour it drive. I think beautiful that's drive. brilliant for you. I'm really, really excited. Thank I think you're going to dominate. Thank and I'm you. I'm going to start buying some homes there. So I'll yeah. continue to use Yeah, yeah, you. yeah. Continue because... Um, <laughs> Although I could buy stuff cash there. You can buy a place for like 80 I know. grand there. I know. You can. It's I amazing. mean, there's a lot of opportunity in Butte. Um, so yeah, I mean, am I going to expand into other markets? Yeah. I've got my mind on a couple of other places. I mean, for me, I always talk about like the Swiss cheese analogy. My team's probably so tired of hearing this analogy, but I feel like your business is Swiss cheese. You know, you know all the things that need to go into the business, but I like to write it down, put all the things in a circle of all the things that go into making your business and then go back through and circle all the things that you don't have well established. And that makes your Swiss cheese. And we don't want Swiss cheese. We want like Manchego. We want some Gouda. We want some fancy cheese. It doesn't have any holes in it. So as you can look at those holes and you can fill in and go back and fill in all the things. Because if you think about it in your mind, it's very overwhelming to think of all the things you have to do yet on your business. And it just is like exhausting. So putting it on paper and then just circling the things you need to work on and you just one at a time, you just fill in those little holes in your cheese. So I'm doing that, definitely going to branch out into some other markets. I actually just got 
I haven't told you this. I got asked to be a coach for my coaching company. <gasps> Congratulations. So, that is so perfect. It's yeah. right up your alley. It's oh what you're gosh. meant for. And you were talking about feeding that creative soul in right. you. This is fantastic. Right. Like literally recreating the wheel for other people in other markets and getting to pour into them and help them go through the same process that I did. It's so important to feed your soul that way. Yes. something you know, get all these deals done and get all this stuff done. It's really fun and it's rewarding, but to mm -hmm. really feel that void, that gap in you. Yeah. Coaching, giving back. Giving back. That's really yeah. where you're going to be able to sleep better at night. Yeah. And that will make, that's what makes you feel like a good person. And that's what you're going to think about on your deathbed opposed right. to, oh man, I lost How many condo. loan applications did I do this <laughs> week? You know, but I mean, we do a lot of loan applications. Absolutely. I mean, my team is there and doing loan applications right now. And that's the good work. And that's what really, you know, gets people through to the end of the process. But for me, like I am, I'm at a, just a stage and age that I feel like I need to continue on and, and go ahead and push into other roles and and learn new things. I, I mean, doing that. this podcast was learning a new thing. Yes, and just we jumped into it and we figured it out. Yeah. I'm feeling really the same way. I had very good years so far, like way better than what I could have imagined. Great. And now I'm like, yeah, you know what? All right, well... I don't really care. I mean, I still really care. But that yeah. fire, it dwindled there for a good solid week, which I'm just not used to. I'm not used to not having a fire in my belly. Right. It's back now. I can feel it. I can feel it changing. Right. But, but if you're craving brownies and you're just like, I got to have brownies, got to have brownies. And then somebody's like, you got to have brownies. Here's a Costco size thing of brownies. You're like, I right. don't want any more brownies. Yeah. I'm good. I don't want any more. So it's hard to, I mean, because you're so grateful and all the things that you're doing are working. And it's like, you literally see the fruits of your labor, but then you're like, I don't know, my mind and my heart goes, I want to do more. Yeah. I want to do more. And that might not necessarily mean nor more numbers, but it, it could mean like the quality of your creativity and the depth of, of what your work and, is just and changes. Back and what's your worth. So you have a different worth as well, other than just creating loans. You have a worth of helping people and leaning right. into that, right. leaning into making other people better and more successful. Like right. That doesn't get more rewarding. Watching my buyers my buyer's agents get deals done and yeah. then being able to go on crazy vacations because yeah. of it. Like, let me help you pack your bag. Yeah, I'm so exactly. excited for you. <laughs> it doesn't get cooler than that. No, yeah. it yeah. doesn't get any cooler. And, and I mean, I'm just so excited for these folks that I get to coach is just like show them the secrets and like the things that we've talked about, but you know, show them the secrets of how they can have freedom in their lives and in their businesses and have the businesses and the lives that they want at the same time, Right. which is possible. And, you know, I feel like too, you know, we've touched on this just a little bit, but some of these roles and titles that we've rolled into were not the roles and titles that we set out to get into. I know that my title was kind of like, who are you, who are you giving that to? Because I, <laughs> you must be giving it to somebody else. And I had no idea that wasn't even my path. And then suddenly it was like, oh crap, I am the right person for this. Yep. You know, like we talked about, it's not like when you get into management of people, it's not necessarily be because you're a good manager. It's because you have a lot of production. So that producing branch manager title was just kind of like, you know, I, it was I the next it, step I because you did well. I, yeah, but then I didn't you turned go get out it. You did have a knack for it and you do have yeah. a love and excitement for it. And you've really done yeah, such a good job of making that happen. And yeah. I think it's really important for people to like, just remember if you're not feeling it, if you feel insecure, you feel like you're not ready for that next step, but you're truly, truly deep down, you know that you are, at least that you want it. Right. If you want it, even if you don't think you're ready for it, try. Right. Give it a try. Just keep pushing. See what you can do. You know, a really good sign that it's time to make a move oh, is if here. you don't want to go to work in the morning. You know, yeah. if you're just like, oh, you know, I just, 
oh, is it Friday yet? In fact, I'm on my team because we do gratitude in the mornings on our morning meetings. That's the first thing that we do kind of like an icebreaker. You're like, what are you grateful for? If I start hearing, everybody starts saying it's almost Friday. I start looking around going, uh, we got to have something else because, you know, if you need more stimulation in your job that you, you know, in order for you to feel like, you know, more stimulated or whatever it is that you need. But if you're are dreading going to work, it's probably time to make a move. I like that. I, I yeah. really, it's really that simple. If you're going to have occasional bad days, sure. if it's a regular weekend, week out, you yeah. just hate getting the car. You hate yeah. that drive. You don't like watching that. the clock. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it. And you know, we should strive to live a life that we love so much that it doesn't feel like work. I you know? completely agree. You know, I, I you only get one life as far as we know. I feel like if there was multiple lives, we would know that we were living the second or third or something like that. Otherwise, it doesn't have any value. Uh, you know, like the whole <laughs> like living my next are, life. I think it's good to not maybe <laughs> we don't know. know that. Yeah, so yeah. Like, this is our only life. Let's give it our all. Like, yeah, I feel like in order to have the value of living an additional life, you should get to know that you're living the second one or whatever. <laughs> but I just, I, I just, you get one chance at this. And Nobody ever wrote on their tombstone, I wish I worked more. I wish I, you know, like I wish I clocked in more at that dull job I got. If you don't feel inspired, you need to change something for I sure. I agree. Well, thank you so much. I think leaning in is hard. It's not always easy. And we can feel like imposters when we're doing it. But if you want it, do it. Yeah. And I think you're a great inspiration for that. Thank you. I think you're a great inspiration on that. I feel like sometimes... <laughs> a good reason Carl White says the reason why he wears black pants is so you can pee in your pants and do it anyways. <laughs> you know? And it's the truth. It's like if it makes you want to pee your pants, it's, you're probably going in the right direction. If it scares the shit out of you, you're probably going in the right direction. And I told my husband the other day, I'm like, I feel like I'm constantly afraid because I'm constantly moving the needle. And, you know, it's just like every single time we're buying this building and we can very, very, very much, you know, handle the, the expenses of it. And it's going to be great. We're doing a little quick renovation, but it scares the shit out of me. Like I'm leaning into something I've never done before. And, you know, having bringing on a new loan officer and all of those things, is just, it's very scary, but you got, it's okay you got to be scared in life. Yep. It's okay to be scared. You should, alive. That's yeah, your life. You don't need to feel safe all the time. I agree. I mean, you know, physically safe, of course, but I mean, you don't need to feel like everything is perfect all the time. It's that's okay. Not that's not life. That's not life. That's not life. And you know, it's really kind of drowning on here, but it's really not what we should be teaching our children either. We should not be teaching them to always stay safe. Like no. we should always stay in the shallow end. No, you got to like, I have a real you get out there about that where I feel like our generation is, I'm not a helicopter parent, but I have some me friends who are. But even with me not being a helicopter parent, we're still not allowing our kids the freedom to get lost in the neighborhood, to maybe play with some power tools, get hurt a little bit, climb a tree and maybe break your arm. Right. I know it sounds awful, but these things, I think it's important for them to push, find their own autonomy right, and figure out their own internal map on things. Right. It's, there's things we can't teach them. Right. But it, it's really important for our kids to get out there and go ahead and be a little afraid because you know what that does? When they fix it, it builds true self-confidence. Exactly. We and, can't always fix it for them. Right. Like, you know, give them an opportunity to fail. You know what? I think this should be our next podcast. And giving your kids an opportunity to fail. No, let's talk about being mom and making it happen. Okay. Sounds good. Let's roll. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Colleen. Thank you for joining us today. Tune in next week for another episode of Leading Ladies of Montana Real Estate. Thank you.